Welcome to the Bunta Speeder Race. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Bunta Speeder Race. From the planet Bunta. The planet Bunta. Apparently not on Tatooine. We are here in the crowd today. We thought it would be appropriate for this episode to uh, record on location. That's right. You can hear the crowd in the background. This is like the scrub tier pod race. <laughs> Yeah. fly around in circles and some hamster tubes. Right. Anyways, welcome back to the Star Wars Total Rewatch Podcast. That's right, we are totally rewatching all of Star Wars, all the movies, TV shows, holiday specials, you name it. And today we watched Droids Episode 4. Race to the finish. And what a race it was. What a race it was. So this, once again, picks up right after the last previous episode. With our lovable gang of misfits heading to the Bunta Speeder Race. Yeah, like we said... On planet Bunta. Uh, but while they're performing repairs on the ship, they get attacked by what's left of the Thrawn gang. Which is mainly just those three guys. Yeah. <laughs> they get attacked, but they manage to escape, but not before their ship is damaged. Jord gets hurt, so he's unable to pilot, and they are forced to crash land on the planet Bunta. They take off in hyperspace while the droids are... Outside of the ship doing repairs. Oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, is that physically possible to be outside the ship when you yeah. go to light speed? <laughs> yeah, because when you're doing that, it kind of like creates a wormhole in which oh, you travel through hyperspace. So it's not necessarily right. within that the, the area of the, the hyperdrive a light generating speed fields. tunnel. So you don't feel the uh, air. Yeah, you wouldn't just go flying off. Exactly. I was hoping to see a shot of them just hanging on to the to the ship, like <laughs> like trailing behind it, <laughs> holding on to the, the 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 engine or something. That would have been appropriate, but alas, we did not get that. Right, for dear life. Yeah, there's uh, happens in like Star Trek when they get knocked out of warp speed sometimes. Mm. That somebody's outside the ship? No, no, not when they're like outside, but they'll get like knocked out of like the slipstream or like this the tunnel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars doesn't seem to get too deep into what happens in hyperspace. But like yeah, it is it's creating some kind of a tunnel or a bubble that you're in that's sort of separate from normal space. Right. That's how you can travel so quickly. That's how you can go faster than light. Yeah, they never explain the science of it like some some shows try to do well and i'm kind of glad they don't they don't have to they nah. can just keep it as it's awesome hyperspace travel and it just works right and we're not going to get too much into it again it's like yeah there's there's certain things they just like we're just going to take these for granted and not be the, at the focus of star wars i feel like i know how hyperspace works more from other science fiction than from star wars yes that's what i would say han talked about setting the coordinates and how like you have to Program it right so you don't uh, come out of hyperspace inside of a planet or something. Right. 
And that feels like something I've read in uh, other books, too. Like, the Foundation talked about that. I have to spend hours, like, programming the coordinates. Calculating, yeah. Well, in the Star Wars RPG, you have to make astrogation checks. Astrogation? Yep, you have to make them, and you have to succeed in making them before you can jump to hyperspace. Right, and you gotta have, like, updated uh, asteroid trajectories and stuff. Otherwise, you're flying blind. Uh, Right, they crash on the planet. And they have to get their speeder fixed, so they meet some, like... Yeah, I don't know, they run into some junk droid. Yeah. An old man droid. He sounds like some old guy. Yeah, he seems like he's old, even though... He's a droid. <laughs> right. He's been around. He's been around the block. He's got a lot of experience. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Well, I mean, 3PO's been around for a while. This guy didn't age very well. It's interesting, he says, yeah, he was just abandoned here, but he repaired himself. So he's kind of pieced together, but I like that. He's really uh, motivated for a droid, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's very independent for a droid. (laughs) Yeah, repairing himself. He's not looking constantly for a master. And he is okay with that. Doesn't want one, yeah. He's happy. That's right. He is all for droid rights. Freedom is everyone's (laughs) way. Right, like uh, that droid in in, uh, Solo. Yeah. Right. The droid liberation movement. And she becomes part of the Falcon and helps with its incredible navigation. That's right. Astrogation. Uh, right. So it comes full circle. <laughs> yep. So. So the From the From gang followed them here and enlist the services of none other than Boba Fett. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And they're... And they're Tiggy's kind of like nervous that they're even talking with him. Yeah, why are we why are we dealing with this dangerous yeah. bounty hunter? Boba says that he'll help them because he owes a size a favor, but after he helps them, he owes them nothing, and he's going to turn them over to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because he's got a because yeah. because size has a bounty so, on his head. Yeah. You know why they don't just hire his services and run away? I don't know, but. You can't run from Boba. No, you just don't. It's useless to resist. He always gets his man. Yeah, yeah. I like I like seeing him in here. That's cool. We noticed him in the uh, in the opening credits. They show him for a couple seconds, mm-hmm. but didn't know if he was actually going to appear in an episode. Yeah, and his design is the same as uh, from the holiday special cartoon. Mm-hmm. And same voice. I looked it up. Oh. Don Freaks again. Nice. Right, so their speeder, the White Witch, gets damaged on the crash landing, so they need to find somewhere to repair it. But luckily, 3PO finds this super helpful droid, who's totally not evil, that is going to help them repair it. Totally not evil. Totally not evil. Really good droid. He's just very suspiciously helpful. (laughs) That's fine. And he looks like he's up to no good, but hey. <laughs> hey, don't judge a droid. By yeah. its cover. By its cover, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Don't judge a droid by his faceplate. <laughs> <laughs> so the droid BL-17, mm. he tricks 3PO into believing that he is the best person ever. And 3PO ignores his friend. Yeah, kind of 
leaving R2 in the he dust. He flatters CCPO, which is very easy to do, and he falls for it. He says that they both graduated from the same assembly line or yeah, something. Yeah, the same production line. <laughs> yeah, like C3PO remembers that. I mean, Yeah, they're good old buddies. Old college buddies. Even though th- C3PO was built by Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you saying that this contradicts the I think, that dro- I think it's just saying no. the droid's blowing no. smoke. No, he's saying Anakin Skywalker also built BL-19 guy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, well just, because, just because 3PO was built by Anakin, um, he still had to, you know, go to a production assembly school. So he could learn all of his languages and stuff. Oh, it's not where he was produced, it's where he learned how to produce. <laughs> yeah, he graduated from there. <laughs> machines, building machines. Yeah. I think this I think this evil <laughs> droid is like one of Anakin's rejected models. Well that... he this is a Darth Vader product. <laughs> oh, that's right. Anakin built Anakin <laughs> built C3PO, Darth Vader built this other one. <laughs> he went into a different uh different line of work. Kind of rebranded things a little bit. I I like that droid though. Like he's very sinister. He is great. He's yeah. great. He looks kind of like a dog. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't I even agree. know what it is. I agree. Think I think face. And the the robot uh, BL seventeen is working for Boba. Just to make that clear. Oh yeah, yeah. So you kind of got two sets of bad guys. Both trying to capture this the team, but it doesn't work. Right, and they're interfering with each other's plans. Also, apparently, BL-17 has a huge fleshed-out backstory, and he's also in the opening credits alongside uh, Boba Fett. Oh, is skin. he? I didn't pick up on that. Oh. So apparently he? there was a book put out called A Race to the Finish, which is a picture book. Um, a children's book adaptation <laughs> of this episode. No, they made books of every episode. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But what, is there more about him in that? Oh yeah, he's got a whole bunch of uh, backstory. Apparently he was a BL series battle legionnaire created to serve the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars. Wow. Right? He's one of the few battle legionnaires to survive some mission, which saw the uh, Galactic Republic defeat them. And then he later came into possession of the bounty hunter Boba Fett sometime after the declaration of a new order in 19 BBY. And then it picks up. So when he said that he came from the same production line as C-3PO, I think that was a big old lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. Doing... He was just trying to <laughs> trying to sway 3PO to his side. He was making things up. He's actually a battle legion class. <laughs> But almost the same thing as C-3PO. I mean, C-3PO does know a fighting technique. Yeah, we should also mention uh, R2 is doing some welding on the White Witch. And he's wearing a <laughs> welding goggle visor. A visor, oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, you don't want to, uh, to protect, protect his, his uh, eyes. Well, he got he got sensitive uh, sensors. You That's know, amazing. Right. I didn't even realize. Even it. damage those, I guess. <laughs> he just flips. And it. he has to lift up the visor to talk <laughs> to them. Know. He can't <laughs> see <know>. through it. <laughs> he wants to see when he talks. Some human uh, action, just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So BL seventeen uh, traps him in the the shop with some leaking gas tanks. I guess he was going to kill them. 
And it doesn't work. Because R2 busts down the front door with a loader. I mean, Tiggy and What's-His-Face were going to open it anyway, too. Yeah, I know. They want to capture them before Boba Fett does. Right. To they're, show his dad that he can do they're it. They're so bad that they're ruining Boba Fett's plans. But in this case, R2 saved the day. 3PO does a little move. He says, hi-ya. Right. He does his hi-ya move very well. He did. Those are just some good moves. So that was probably his uh, karate he was practicing in the other one. <laughs> the BL-17 pulls out one of the remote-style guns yeah, again. Why is that a gun? I don't get it. Pulls up with this remote control. Fun fact, he is using an AAP-2 blaster box. Oh my goodness. Blaster box. Okay. An appropriate name. That's not even a real thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is just a box. Have you seen that new uh, blaster box? Oh, yeah, I think it's pretty sleek looking. It was manufactured by the Barreletto Company and utilized by BL Series Battle what? Legionnaires. You mean that uh, animation time saver? <laughs> That's true, it's a lot easier to dry a box rather than a... <laughs> Looks like a VCR, acts like a gun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I like I like that everything has a name. Yeah, I think that's pretty, that's great. great. That's one thing that's just really fun about Star Wars is literally anything you can find in the background of a frame <laughs> it has a name and a backstory. Right. And <laughs> somebody's taking the time to make up something about it. Yeah, I mean it's probably one of the most fleshed out universes yeah. like out there. Probably is the most fleshed out universe out there. Gotta be up there for sure. A lot of collaboration and making these wiki articles. <laughs> well, that's part of it is they kind of, yeah, yeah. If if you allow a lot of people yeah. to go in together on, on something like, to collaborate on right. something. Because for most of uh, Star Wars' life, they kind of let everything just be canon unless it was contradicted by a movie. Yeah. Uh, I think the books had to really go through screening. Did they? Yeah. But mm -hmm. they definitely added a lot to the lore. I mean, I know I've read a lot of books, and, like, they all tend to follow the rules, mm -hmm. you know. The unspoken rules, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure they had a lot of freedom, but there's definitely some things that they... Well, it was just, they had to just, stick to it, but then once those books came out, then that was a real thing now. Yep. It was just interesting because a lot of people ripped on this latest Star Wars movie because they did kind of push the boundaries, you know, and do some different things. Well, mm -hmm. I'm all for like adding things, but then like they're making up new rules. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's just weird that there's so many books and things and it's like they all were pretty good about it. Yeah. You know, why, why all of a sudden? I know. It's like, is that really so restrictive <laughs> to follow what's been done before? Yeah, it's not restrictive at all, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> there has been so much done before. Like, they could have drawn from so many things for inspiration. Like, there's, well, it's really not limited. Yeah, the problem is they do they do these things, and they, you got to think about what the repercussions of doing it would right. be. Setting a precedent. Is it going to mess up your rules of your universe that you've already established? Yeah. Well, maybe we should save this for The Last Jedi, though. We keep getting drawn into Last Jedi discussions on on these episodes <laughs> well we're watching these old things it is interesting to compare how like how has this worked in different eras and how does the old stuff yeah. influence what they're doing down the road um i want to make one comment that somebody referred to c3po as chrome dome yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love that. That was great. What does that even mean? They have a chrome dome. <laughs> they say it like an insult. I'm not sure I understand it. 
like their head, their helmet. Yeah, except I don't think C-3PO is actually chrome. Phasma is probably chrome. You mean titanium alloy dome? Right. Yeah. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. So anyway, there's a shootout in this warehouse. The junk droid helps them. The Fromm guys plant a thermal detonator on the White Witch. Very A very useful weapon. <laughs> they use them all the time. They love it. R2 comes back in to save his friend from the evil droid. And Boba Fett's a boss. 3PO learns who his true friends are, which is which is R2-D2. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Thal Jobin, Mohawk guy, <laughs> he's piloting the White Witch because uh, the other guy hurt his arm. Yeah. And... Uh, Drives straight to the race because it's apparently starting. Like immediately? Yeah. <laughs> that was very sudden. It was just like all of a sudden he takes off and, oh yeah, we're going to the race. Boba Fett chases him in his own speeder. and so in, Onto the racetrack. Follows him, yeah. All the stuff has to happen during the race. Of course. Boba Fett chases him onto the racetrack in a speeder. So he's like part of the race yeah, now. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> and they set a bomb yeah. on, 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 his, uh, on their ship. But like oh, right. he says, it's going to go off in ten laps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to wait? <laughs> <laughs> to give them time. They can't help themselves. Yeah. 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 They love dramatic. <laughs> Here's a fall. He totally looks like Speed Racer. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking really too. Does I was like, the, is this Speed Racer? <laughs> Here comes Thal Jobin. He's a demon on wheels. Is his mohawk tied down into a ponytail? I think that's what it is. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, he's got a long... He's got Padawan braids. Yeah. Must be his hair. It oh. looks like Speed Racer's scarf, though. And then his helmet is white. So while the, the bad guys are showing up to the Bunta race, they mention that everybody who's important is there, including... Admiral Screed. Yeah, who is that? He was an imperial admiral in the Galactic Empire Imperial Navy. Is he in some other stuff? Have we seen him before? Yeah, he's in a couple of books, I think, yeah. Yeah, I I like that um, they show an imperial officer. Size mentions, too, that he just says, everyone's here but the emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like some connection to the uh, the Empire and other right. Star Wars. They like to things. throw in some references anyway. Kind of fun. Makes it feel more like it is all happening right. in this universe and during this time period that it's supposedly taking place. Yep. What do you think of the race? I thought it was kind of cool. All of this stuff looks like uh, the pod race. The crowd and stuff. Yeah, it's great. It was interesting, yeah, because <laughs> as Daniel said earlier, it all takes place in giant hamster tubes. <laughs> Yeah, like big enough for a ship to pass, for ships to pass each other, but not much bigger than that. It does allow the audience to actually see the race. Yeah, just going in circles. Versus the the Tatooine one where you see them for about five seconds every uh, every lap. And then you watch my screen. It reminded me of, there's one of the pod racer tracks in the game. You go through these tubes underwater. Aquilaris, Daniel. What? Aquilaris. What's that? That's the track. Oh, Aquilaris. Oh. <laughs> oh, Aquilaris. a planet yeah, located in Sombra sector. That's where the Aqualesh come from. Aqualesh. That, that was the uh, 
the mean guy who first yelled at Luke oh, when he entered okay, the bar. Okay. okay. The guy's yeah. friend. There's like the stands for the audience that goes around this pyramid of tubes. It's just a series of like circles. You go through yep. all these circular tubes. It's a big spiral. In a, yeah, in a tower. Tube. Yeah. Yeah. And the one big loop that goes around the outside of the arena. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Boba Fett's trying to catch up with him in the race. And I wondered, why doesn't he just stay put and catch him when he comes around the next lap? What? But Boba <laughs> Fett wants to win, too. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it would make sense. But yeah, he's using all these crazy gadgets. He's using lasers. He's yeah, using some tractor beams. He's using some, like, um, tow cable things. And all the time, we're like, oh, no, another lap. By lap 10, the thermal detonator is going to blow up. Yeah, like, nobody makes any move to warn Thal that there's a thermal detonator on, and the only reason that he survives is out of sheer luck, because R2 was putting out a fire with water on this, uh, the White Witch, and the water washes away the thermal detonator. Washes it right into uh, Baba's windshield. It's still the, the, the two sets of bad guys are... It ruining each other's plans. Yeah, and this one actually looks like a thermal detonator yeah. this time. Yep. Instead of some weird wand the thing. Lightsaber hill. Yeah. Boba Fett doesn't blow up. He uses a jetpack to escape his speeder. But he is not happy with the Froms because they're ruining his his speeder and his droid. Yeah, and I guess the deal is off. Not happy. <laughs> so one he, he winds up... Uh, <laughs> Capturing them and taking them off to Java. That's right. It's gonna collect their bounty. That's scary. Well, that. they're probably thrown into the Sarlacc pit. I know. It's like I don't think we're gonna see them again. Most likely, they will be Sarlacc food. Yeah. Or Rancor food. And we probably won't, because this episode seems to be wrapping up a yeah. story arc. Yeah. So the ending here is. Uh, who is this? This guy shows up out of nowhere, Zebulon. Zebulon Dak. He just kind of floats in, and he's like, "Hey guys, what's up? I'm Zebulon. <laughs> like, I have a big speeder company. You want to come work for me?" And they're like, "Oh, okay, sure." And he's like, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." And floats away. And then he flies <laughs> off. Floats <laughs> off. What are your names? What is your address? No, you're just no. But then we find out. Uh, the droids are eavesdropping on a conversation on the bridge, and they say, apparently, in order for them to work for Zebulon Dak Speeder Company, they would have to wipe the droids' memories. Yeah, company policy. Company policy. Okay. <laughs> uh, and instead of doing that... They are going to turn down the job because their droid friends are more important to but them. But apparently... C-3PO and R2-D2 don't hear that. Or, or no, no, they do, yeah. They, they do. They they know that they know that this is... They say it's it would be a great opportunity for their friends, and it would be better for them... It's best for them. ...to take the job. Right. So instead, they... they um, Launch themselves out in an escape pod. Yeah. The only reasonable thing to do. Then I guess it's it saves their friends from having to make that choice. I don't know. Yep. And then they're floating in this tiny capsule, which barely fits them. In the middle of space. Into the middle of space. There you go. 
some character development, you know, relationships developed, and now we'll never see those characters again. Yeah. yeah. Heartbreak. <laughs> Heartbreak, some tragedies, <laughs> good times. Good times and bad. It was a real roller coaster. It was a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> That's right. A glass cage of emotion. <laughs> now the droids are moving on. Yeah, so presumably Jord and Kia and all of them work for the speeder company, yeah. and uh, we don't know what happens to the droids. They're floating around. Yeah, now. we will find out next time. To be continued. Yeah. What a cliffhanger! Will they survive? We'll find out. What is episode five called? I don't even know. The Lost Prince. The Lost Prince. Hmm. So yeah, everyone can join us next time to hear about the Lost Prince, and I'm assuming it will be the start of a new story arc. Yeah. They got a lot done, actually, in four short episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See you next time, where we uh, will look for the lost prince. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he go? Where did that prince get to? Yeah. Who is he? <laughs>